This is a STEAM Channel program on UCTV. Go full STEAM ahead at uctv.tv slash STEAM, where science, technology, engineering, arts, and math converge. Hi, I'm Shelley Kurth, and I'm here with my colleague, Dr. Nicole Assisi. Today, we will be talking to you about how to stay sane in these times of unprecedented parenting. Our background together includes 30 years working in schools as teachers, principals, and right now we are both homeschooling parents, or I guess summer schooling parents. Our goals for these uh, episodes are to provide you with tools and resources to keep your learner thriving and to keep you sane. Indeed, and this week we will be talking a little bit about social distancing, because let's be honest, it's hard enough as an adult, let alone for kids, um, you know, so as we plan on going to camp or going back to school, keeping social distance will be part of our future or so health professionals tell us. And today's series will focus a little bit about how to support your child of any age, keep social distance, be it six feet or more, and stay sane and thriving. So to kick us off, uh, Shelly, tell us a little bit more and set the context, social distances, distancing, what do we need to know? Well, first, let me be clear. As a parent and as a teacher, I have to admit, it is hard to imagine a classroom of kids, especially little kids, physically distancing. Um, so many of the things that we teach uh, involve interacting with each other. And now we have to get these same great learning experience while, experiences while we're physically distancing. That feels like a really big task. So this means that teachers and parents are going to have to work together more than ever to help kids understand why we're doing it and how we can make it happen. The first thing that parents can do to help is to talk to their kids about why social distancing or physical distancing is so important and how the virus is transferred. You can talk about germs being so tiny that you can't see them with your eyes. You have to use a microscope. You have to talk about how the germs will make us sick as they enter our bodies. Sometimes we breathe them in and sometimes we might touch things. There's a, a lot of different ways that you can talk about this and there's a lot of resources to help give you the language or even videos that might help explain that to your kids. And I have some of those that I will link in the comments um, here in the videos. So um that can be the first resource, but also um, you are going to be able to use some of that language to talk to your kids yourself. Um, when you're talking to your little guys, especially, do it like you're telling a story. There are, uh, oh, I, I, saw, I heard a mom talk once about it. She was explaining social distancing um, in the same way that we pull over for an ambulance or an emergency vehicle. And she was telling her child that the same way when a fire truck comes up behind you, everyone pulls over. We do it as fast as we can and we do it because we're trying to protect the person who needs the fire truck. And I just thought that was so beautiful to think about the community coming together in order to protect somebody. You can use that same kind of language and that same kind of storytelling to help your little one understand that we're keeping distance from each other so that we're because we're protecting people who need protecting. Um, everyone has to work together when we pull 
pull over for the ambulance, but also when we physically distance for the coronavirus. Um, some of these great videos that help us explain social distancing and germs and this virus. Um, one of them is from Kiwi Company and it explains how a virus is, what a virus is and how it's transferred. Um, it's great for little guys. Um, and there's also one from Grover from Sesame Street. Again, that's for little, little guys. Um, so go ahead and open up your mind to some different resources, get some good language to help with that. Um, and Tell a story to your children so that they understand the why. Nicole, you're going to talk a little bit about the how. Yeah, because the big question, at least in my mind, remains, how am I going to teach my child who can't even quite understand how long a minute is or how much longer until we get to our destination? How is he going to understand six feet? And not only that, but how will he remember six feet when he's having a lot of fun with friends? And so I am going to provide you with a couple of ideas of practicing this six feet social distance. And hopefully we'll get your kid to be a six foot social distance spy, discovering places where there are six feet and where there aren't. Uh, so one of the things that we've done in our house, uh, we've measured out some string uh, of six feet. Now you could use string, you could use ribbon, um, masking tape if you don't have any of those, uh, just scotch tape, and measure out six feet. Now put that on the floor and stand six feet away from each other to start this game. Uh, and from there, remove the tape have everybody shuffle around and then have them name how many feet uh, or whether they are six feet apart from somebody else in the room or not. So the person who is the most spot on on six feet would win this game. And basically it's just a fun way to start like interacting, moving around and getting in the habit of noticing what is six feet apart. Uh, you could do the same activity with toys, um, putting toys apart from each other and measuring with your ribbon or rope whether you guessed it right. Um, you know, guesstimating distance or time is really hard for kids. So this is going to take a lot of practice. Um, what we actually do is my son keeps his ribbon in his pocket. And on various occasions, you know, uh, all over town, you see these dots or stickers that are placed in different restaurants or outside of stores at the grocery store that are supposed to be six feet apart. And my son has now become a six foot spy and has noticed when he thinks they are not six feet apart and he'll make me walk to one, he'll stand on the other and we use our little ribbon to figure out like, are they six feet apart? So make it fun. Now six feet apart is easy for my husband because he's just a little bit over six feet. So in his mind, he can picture, okay, if I lay down, there are six feet from my toes to my head, and um, that's easy to see. For younger guys, you know, that, that takes some fraction and multiplication uh, to figure out how far six feet is. Definitely too hard. But there is a way that you can bring math and some mathematical understanding of addition or multiplication as you're thinking about six feet. Here's how you do it. Find some toys, start with larger toys. Think a hula hoop or maybe a shovel and figure out how many shovels far is six feet. So you can lay them one after the other and measure it out. How many hula hoops to make six feet? Then maybe try some smaller things. How many shovels to make six feet? 
Um, my son realized it takes a lot of matchbox cars to make six feet. So start with something bigger. But the point is, play around with it. Practice it. Have some fun. Because the more you practice it now, the easier it is to remember when you're in a classroom, on a playground. Uh, my son actually the other day on a scooter decided that he would hold one piece of string and he wanted to make it eight feet so that he could have some extra space to hold onto the string. And his friend held the other one and they rode their scooters. So again, have some fun with it. Get in the habit of thinking about it. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to take a lot of practice. But again, social distance is about keeping yourself and those around you safe. So it's worth practicing, even if it's hard. And it's hard with little kids. But Shelly, having been a high school teacher, I know it's even harder with older kids because it's not fun to walk around with a string and tie it to your scooter. What are you doing with your kiddo? Well, my teenagers actually have a little bit better idea of what six feet might look like, but I will say they don't really want to follow that rule very much, and I get it. Um, Developmentally, it is appropriate for them to want to rebel against this rule. It doesn't mean they get to do that. So um, again, just like with our little guys, I try to make it really clear why we're social distancing. Um, We have used, uh, again, some videos that are helpful, but we do a lot of connecting and talking about it. Um, Actually, my daughter brought a really interesting experiment video to me. I'll link it here in the comment notes. Um, It was about, it had a black light and something that simulated the virus. And it showed two parts, one using great hygiene and one without great hygiene. And it was crazy how much that virus could spread. She was shocked and interested and knew I would be too. So we're keeping that conversation flowing, um, even though it's hard. I'm also really sharing with her my struggles with staying six feet in my social interactions too, sharing some strategies that I use. Um, I, When I'm out for coffee with a friend, we sit at a park and we use a picnic table to define space for us because I know it's hard and it's not nearly as much fun, but sharing and talking with the, with my kids and my, my teenagers about that seems to be really important and gets them to understand that it's important to me, it's important to them, and it's important to our community. Um, don't forget that your teenager will get lots of information. Some of it is going to be true and interesting and things that they wanna share, and some of it isn't going to be. And so it's important to me to be able to help her ferret out facts from fiction, which means I kind of have to know what the rules are. Um, I use the CDC website for that. And I also like California's website, uh, the California.gov website for COVID-19. They seem to be the ones that I like, if it says it here, then I know it to be true so far. And things change all the time. So I have to stay up up to date. Um, So make sure that you do that too. So again, you want to build trust and build conversation. I think the most important things when dealing with your teenagers are to be real, to show them that you are human too and share those real stories Um, and to listen without judgment because they're going to mess up. But you really want to know what's going on in their lives so that you can help them course correct. So instead of saying things like, you should have done X, Y, Z, instead you can say something like, oh, I see why that would be a challenge or that might have been a, that must have been a really hard thing. Sounds like you were trying to do the right thing in the moment. 
and then give them the advice or tell them what to do next. Um, You want to build trust. You want to build their capacity. And mostly, you just want them to understand that we're all in this together trying to do the right thing. Nicole, anything you have to add? Well, you know, I just want to remind our viewers out there that everybody is doing the best that they can, right? So be vigilant, wash your hands, practice social distancing. It does get easier, even for little guys, as you practice it more. So follow local guidances, be safe, be kind to each other. And if there's more that you want to learn, or if you have additional resources, leave them in the comments on our YouTube channel. Let us know what else we can talk about and how we can better support you through these times of unprecedented parenting. Until next week, be safe, be well. We'll see you then. Take care.